You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi everyone, this is Shovik and welcome to the Mint Techsetra podcast. I cover technology for Mint where we try to make boring tech sound cool for you and hope that we don't end up making cool tech sound boring. Tune in as we decode the latest from the world of technology in India and around the world every week. Hi, I'm Emma. My job, virtual twin for Dassault System. Basically, I'm not a real person, but more of a crash test dummy for healthcare. I'm not going to lie to you. My presence here continues to surprise some people. Oh, her? That's Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi, Henry. How is it? Uh, I bet you she's analyzing the effects of a brain seizure. I love her. This episode is hosted by Prasad Banerjee. Over to you, Prasad. Thanks, Shavik. So the person you just heard is a virtual twin consultant called Emma. What does that mean? It means that it wasn't a real person who just spoke to you on this episode. Emma's job is to raise awareness about this technology in the healthcare space. And Emma is one of the newer innovations that have come out of the 3D experience platform. Now, inventions like Emma are the kind of things that we have been discussing over the past few episodes. And in today's episode, as you can probably hear from the hustle bustle around me, we are at the 3D Experience Forum by Dassault Systems here in Bangalore. Now, so far, we've spoken to folks who deploy the technology, who conducted research on this technology, and those who work with the customers and other parts of Dassault's entire ecosystem. At the forum, however, we got a chance to talk to Dassault Systems customers, their global representatives, and we got a more wholesome idea of how virtual twins are viewed by the industry and around the world. On this episode, you'll hear from Florence Wurzelin, who's the EVP Industry Marketing and Sustainability at Dassault Systems. You'll hear from Morgan Zimmerman, who's the CEO of NetWipes, who spoke on the role of analytics and AI in this technology. You'll also hear from one of Dassault's customers, and we'll end the episode with the big man himself, Bernard Charles, the CEO of Dassault Systems, who gave us a wider view into this technology. Here we go. Let's start with Sorance. In terms of, you know, how the sort of 3D experience platform itself is positioned, sustainability is a big part of that, right? So I wanted to ask you that, you know, uh, how do you keep that top of your mind, uh, how are you making, you know, sustainability a part of offerings like this today? Well, sustainability is the biggest part of the offering of Dassault System. In fact, our purpose is sustainable innovation to harmonize product, nature and life. So what we do is that we allow our customer to be more innovative and to bring sustainable product to the market thanks to our platform. Uh, and for us, it's a big commitment. We have committed that by 2027, two-thirds of our revenues will come from what we call sustainable solutions. And these sustainable solutions are audited by auditors according to the EU Green Taxonomy. So it's not only Florence who is saying because you're doing eco-design with a platform, because you're doing sustainable manufacturing with a platform, you're more sustainable. It's really my external auditors who can prove it. So how can you use our platform 
to be more sustainable. First, eco-design. We have this module that allow you, when you do the design of a car, a mic, a cell phone, to optimize it and to first to know how much material or how much electricity you will need to produce this cell phone, this car, this mic. And once you know that, the 3D experience platform can optimize it in order for you to get the most sustainable design. And then you might not like the design and you might take a trade-off between the design you want and the sustainability of your product, but you have that information upfront and that's huge in terms of creating sustainable product. Then the other things we are bringing to the market when it comes to sustainability is a virtual twin of a manufacturing plant. Because when you have the virtual twin of your manufacturing plant, you can optimize everything happening in your manufacturing plant, all the manufacturing processes to reduce the materials you're going to input in your product, but also to reduce the waste and to reduce the power used into the manufacturing plant. So this is huge. And the third very important element of our sustainability offer is the virtual twin of the supply chain. Until now, most uh, manufacturers, they were optimizing their supply chain for cost. But with the virtual chain of the supply chain, we are offering to you to have the visibility on cost, time, and CO2 emission, including the logistics that bring a component to the manufacturing plant. And with that, again, they have the possibility to know before that CO2 emission, but they didn't know how, how much, and how to optimize. Now, with the 3D Expert platform, they can optimize everything for sustainability. Yeah, and interesting, when you mentioned, for example, CO2 emissions, right? Uh, we see very large companies today, many of them uh, Dassault works with, uh, we see them coming up with net neutral, carbon neutral targets and making commitments and so on, right? Uh, the 3D experience platform, of course, plays a role in all of that. But I wanted to know, you know, technology as a whole, what is the role you see in, in these carbon neutral targets that are coming up and being carbon neutral per se? Well, technology has a big role to play to help companies to become carbon neutral because with the virtual twin of the company, you can know what is your lowest level of emission. So you can really optimize your company for sustainability thanks to the virtual twin of the company. But that's not the only thing. At Dassault System, we have committed to be net zero by 2040. And how do we intend to do that? We are going to get to our lowest level by 2027. And for the remaining emissions, because of our buildings, because of our people traveling all around the globe, we are going to partner with technology startups that are going to capt CO2 from the atmosphere. And we intend to capt the residual emissions that we are making, or the equivalent amount of residual emissions that we are making uh, in order to compensate for our emissions. And we are doing that with startups who are basically doing some uh, new kind of technology around membrane, around captation of CO2 based on virtual twin, on model and mod sim, model and simulation, in order to help find the best way and the most efficient way to capt CO2 out of the atmosphere. The technology is not totally there for the time being, but I'm very hopeful seeing the number of companies I'm working with. 
Now Florence explained the sustainability element of virtual twins and how they're helping companies meet environmental goals. But you know, wouldn't it be better if we had one of the users of the 3D experience platform explain how this works? Here's Dr. N. Saravanan, the CTO of Ashok Leland, on exactly this. I think sustainability is multiple things. One is one is actually understanding where you are, right? What you're doing, how sustainable is the process, right? Materials you use, the process, and so on. One one way to look at it is that the platform allows you to get understanding of where you are in the metrics you want to achieve. Sustainability. Second is to say where are the opportunities, whether it's in terms of material usage or processes, right? That is where it can play a role. Third is to say, how do I start now looking at alternate materials and therefore the associated simulations and design with that materials. So multiple levels uh, by having everything in one platform, you're able to look at scenarios to say, how do I achieve this level of sustainability? What are the challenges? And that's, that's sort of where we're looking at the platform giving us an edge in terms of not just measuring where we are, but how do we get to where we want to be. Now, where there's technology today, there's science. While sustainability is an important element, and we just heard two dignitaries speak on that, Morgan Zimmerman is the CEO of NetVibes at Dassault Systems. And he explained the three engines of this technology, the virtual twin technology. What are the three engines? Science, data science, and collaboration. Here's Morgan on some of the technical aspects of virtual twins. So Morgan, you know, through the 3D Experience Forum and the other conversations that we've had, we've understood virtual twins to an extent and we have understood you know how there are three different engines right i i was hoping you could sort of shed some light on what virtual twins are for you and what these three engines of science data science you know collaboration are sure so virtual twin experience is about putting in one place uh, all the time together uh, three uh, uh, essential components one is the most advanced representation uh, of the product, uh, the factory, or the company itself. This, inc- this can be, of course, uh, 3D. Uh, you know, we have that system, but that can as well be uh, ontology, as an example. It is a representation model, an abstraction. This is point number one. The second one, it's about uh, data science, knowledge. Can we capture every single piece of data from the real world, whether text, images, 2D, 3D numbers from any system and project it on the model. And three, it's about the people and the processes. But maybe, you know, I can um, I can give you a, a hint um, and I hope you will apologize uh, me for the um, simplicity of the example. Model and data, this is like Google Maps. If I give you an Excel spreadsheet, with locations of restaurants and another Excel spreadsheet with location of flower shops. And I ask you to find a restaurant nearby a flower shop. That's a difficult question. But as soon as they are on the map, it becomes completely obvious. Now, if you think of the business of our customers and you think about the type of data that they have, such as cost data, quality data, requirement data, stress data, coming from different systems, they are very hard to leverage. But as soon as they get projected on the virtual model of their products, the car, the airplane, the phone, uh, or on the ontology of the organization, 
then they get contextualized by nature and they can be used by anyone within the organization. The people and the process piece of it is also very important. Somehow this is about eliminating email. How can we make sure that we can orchestrate the deep collaboration between every single member uh, of an organization at any time, but at the same place as where you actually have the model and at the same place as where you have uh, the data and the knowledge. Uh, this is about delivering context to people, but then this is about connecting people. You know, uh, of course, I do represent knowledge and data for the system. Um, and, and you might expect, you know, that I discuss about um, uh, silos of data. But somehow this is not so interesting. What's more interesting are the silos of people. Can we reconnect the service organization, the engineering organization, the procurement organization, the quality organization to transcend the limitations of their own organizational silos? And virtual twin experience is the engine to make this happen. Because, because in one single place, we are giving the model, the representation, all of the knowledge and data that gets projected into it, and all of the collaboration methods that allows to connect these users from various siloed organizations. I hope this helps. Got it. No, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you simplified it as well. Uh, but, you know, when, when we talk about so many different factors and data sciences in general, uh, of course, the move is to machine learning and then artificial intelligence, right? Uh, what is the role that, say, data sciences are playing in the whole virtual twin experience? Sure. So long story short, you know, uh, it's interesting to have in mind that somehow in everything we do at Dassault System, uh, in most of uh, our existing roles and solutions, uh, artificial intelligence is already deeply built into it. Um, and it's not something that, you know, that comes on top. It's already it's already built into it. Um, that being said, uh, there are a few um, important comments, you know, that can that I can actually share with you uh, on the way we look at artificial intelligence. There are, I would say, four very unique um, differentiations, enablers that we are leveraging at Dassault System to secure that we are maximizing the impact of artificial intelligence. The first one is model and ontology. You know, Dassault System is probably the company in the world that is the greatest when it comes to abstracting the complexity, representing the complexity into models that can be 3D models or ontology. But you know what? This is essential for artificial intelligence because the only thing that allows to scale AI from uh, one project that could be made in laboratory to a department and organizations or even an industry across many companies is the fact that you have a resilient projection model to um, uh, contextualize you know, all of the pieces of data that you are capturing for learning. So model and ontology is, is the first one. And by the way, just to put a quick highlight on the ontology side, uh, ontology is about natural language um, representation. Uh, you are very familiar, I guess, you know, with uh, large language models, yeah. uh, chat GPT type of things. Um, this is not what we do, you know, large language model is now a piece of technology that is very uh, uh, usable. There is lots of uh, state-of-the-art open source in this area. And of course, you know, we, we are using that. But what we do at the system is we are doing industry language model. Because we believe that the same world, like uh, certification as an example, does not have the same meaning in life science or in aerospace. 
So we have we have acquired uh, AI technology, a company called Proxen a few years ago, that is a generative engine for ontology, which actually allows to build the industry language model that actually represents the vocabulary, uh, the semantic uh, of our customers and their industry. So when it comes to AI, uh, sorry, that's a long introduction. Uh, fundamental number one is model and ontology, uh, because this is what actually allows to scale it. Fundamental number two is governance and traceability. You know, it's very simple to do AI in a laboratory, you know, with a good technology. But when you are serving industries such as aerospace or life science, uh, and you have safety uh, regulation, uh, you definitely need to know what was the version of the model that was used at the time you took a decision, and by the way, on which data did it learn. So governance and traceability is essential uh, for scaling AI, especially in regulated industry. The third fundamental, it's about the data, the knowledge and the know-how that we are using. And here I would say we have a, a, a couple of unique way of looking at the ecosystem. One is we already have very unique data that we are using for learning, you know, whether they, the hundreds of millions of parts that we have on part supply, whether the synthetic control arm and all of the clinical trial data that we have, you know, with Medidata, whether the uh, uh, enormous uh, knowledge base that we have for material chemistry or biology at Biovia, all of that is unique content that we use for learning. But then on top of that content that we use for learning, each of our individual customer, we are providing them with the ability to leverage the unique knowledge and know-how that they have built through the system for the last 30 years. You know, when you build a model uh, um, with Katia, you don't only build 3D, you build semantic, you build graph, you build relationships. That is actionable knowledge and know-how that we can actually learn for each and every of these customers. And last but not least, it's about data science and science. Um, many people are mostly talking about data science, artificial intelligence, but we believe in the combination of AI and science. First, because you can use the virtual universe and science to generate data, even before products are actually existing, which can feed a learning process. Second, because you can use science and science-based synthetic data to fine-tune data sets and models. And third, because you can use science, modeling, and simulation for what-if scenario. So let me try to repeat that. We are already delivering a very large portfolio of roles and solutions at the system that are AI-driven. There are four essential differentiating components on how we look at AI. It is scalable because it is based on model and ontology. We are doing only things to make sure that it is governable and traceable. We have very unique data and very unique way of capturing knowledge and know-how from our customers to feed that learning process. And we are accumulating data science, AI, with science uh, at every stage uh, of the process. Now, technologies like AI, data science, etc. have existed for years, right? For companies like Dassault Systems, they have led up to newer tools and platforms like the 3D Experience platform and its ensuing virtual twins. Virtual assistants like Emma are essentially artificial humans, or at least that's what I think they are, who take away some of the mundane activities in our day-to-day -day work, freeing up human resources to innovate and design new ideas. 
but I'm perhaps not the right person to talk about this. And like I said before, here's the big man himself, Bernard Charles, the CEO of Dassault Systems, who talked about the future of this technology and where he thinks all of this will one day lead us to. The use of technology has been complex over the years, has been used by specialists. Our dream with the virtual twin on other things is really to make it so natural, so easy that what you imagine or reveal of the invisible is almost like in your real life. So if you can observe a production system through virtual reality in a way which is as good as being in the plant, I think we have reached our objective. The second aspect of it is to reveal the invisible. How my heart is working, what kind of therapeutics will have an effect on it, on revealing that will be a great use for the future of innovation. When we talk about, you know, the future like this, where things will go, right? And we think of India, uh, especially being Indians, most of us think of India as the R&D space where all the research is happening. Is that what you see India's role to be in, in the future or do you see innovations coming here as well? Uh, I would not summarize uh, India with R&D only. I think uh, uh, there is a reality in India about the makers, about the p- people producing high quality environment to produce things or product and services. So the India view of having this as an IT service to the world, I think it's an old view. A lot of our customers want to produce real objects and services and have high-quality manufacturing system to produce them or high-quality medical practices or med tech, you name it. So I think this is where India is evolving and that's why uh, there is something unique happening here with... uh, with uh, the quality of, uh, of course, the education, but also the will of the people of new, young generation to do it. Lastly, you know, when, when we think of future use cases like this, right? You mentioned human body. We, are, we, are, we can envision an entire human art. We have, we have talked about the living heart and all of that in this, right? We are essentially building artificial humans. We are building a lot of virtual use cases, which maybe we didn't think of 10 years ago. Is the industry ready for all the use cases that we can imagine? Or where do you see the industry lying? Do you see changes that will come or have to happen in order for that adoption that we are thinking in future? Well, for me, first of all, industry is everything. Banking is industry. Med sector is an industry. The day you have organization of people producing new products and services for others, it's an organization, and I qualify this as an industry discipline. So that's an important thing because industry is not only manufacturing. The second remark about that is you have to look at the industry not only for what it does today, but for what it should invent tomorrow. If you look at what is happening in the mobility sector, it's not only going to be about replacing the engine, the, the, the internal combustion engine by a battery. It's much more sophisticated than that. It's connected vehicle, it's assistance, it's a lot of additional services. So the virtual twin adoption is a way 
to improve your existing portfolio, but it's also a way to invent what could be feasible, possible. So you imagine first, you evaluate how it could be created in the virtual world, and when you reach a way where you think you can produce it, then you can you can really go through the realization of it. So the entire ecosystem of the industry is going to change big way around the world. Revealing the invisible. As Bernard said, the virtual twins are today being used to simulate and visualize use cases in all kinds of industries. And not just that, they're helping firms hit sustainability goals while they build anything from a medical equipment to a factory or even an entire city. That's it from us at the 3D Experience Forum. This episode has been brought to you by Dassault Systems. So that's that for this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed what we discussed. And if you have suggestions in terms of what more we can cover as part of our podcast, do let us know. You can catch me at Distant Vicinity on Twitter and at Shavik Das on Instagram. Thank you so much. See you next time. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Listener.